I'm Jake Walsh. And I'm Orion LaMontagne. Thank you for tuning in to the Manageable MBA podcast, where we have deep dive conversations with students, faculty, staff, and alumni to give you a comprehensive picture of the life inside of a top-tier MBA program. In this episode, we speak with Tucker Sheely. Tucker is part of the 3-2 engineering track at the UB MBA. This joint degree program enables students to complete an engineering bachelor's and a master's of business administration simultaneously over a five-year period. In our conversation, Tucker gives us the details on what it is like to be a dual degree student and how pairing the MBA with an engineering background has set him up for success. Be sure to check out our show notes where we will post links to the UB MBA webpage and contact information for Tucker Sheely and ourselves. If you enjoy this podcast, follow us on Twitter at UB MBA and MS to stay up to date on what's happening in the UB School of Management, where extraordinary is our ordinary. Thank you and enjoy. episode podcast here with Orion LaMontagne and Tucker Sheely. Tucker, you want to go ahead and introduce yourself? Sure. How's it going, guys? Uh, Tucker Sheely here. I'm a 3-2 dual degree with mechanical engineering and uh, going for my MBA. Mm -hmm. I'll be graduating in the uh, spring. Yeah. uh, Yeah. Enjoyed my time in the program so far. So what what exactly can you explain what the 3-2 program is, like the nuts and bolts of it, how it works and everything? Sure. So the... uh, 3-2 3-2 engineering program is a program where you spend your first three years uh, learning mechanical engineering, taking your core classes, uh, fluids, dynamics, uh, kind of building the uh, backbone of your technical experience. And during that time, uh, it's encouraged to get internships in the engineering sector. And then after that, um, going into your senior year, you'll apply, uh, I think it's the fall of junior year, possibly the spring. And then uh, you're admitted into the program and your senior year of engineering is split up between the two years of the MBA program. So during that time, you'll take classes in engineering. You'll take one or two engineering classes um, during the MBA program as well. Um, So you kind of dip your feet into it while keeping that technical experience. Mm -hmm. And you're mechanical engineering, but any of the different engineering um, focuses can do this, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, met biomedical engineers, uh, electrical engineers, industrial, <coughs> excuse me, civil engineers. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's uh, really broad and I think most of the faculty are happy to uh, coordinate that. Yeah, that's one of the, the big things. I was actually reading an article that Erin O'Brien uh, was in yesterday um, and she was talking about how Five years ago, the program used to be like 40% um, international students and like 20% engineering dual degrees. And now that's kind of flipped. And now there's almost like 40% of the students are dual degree engineers or something like that. Like a massive percent, because I think over half of the students are dual degrees to some extent, but the majority of the dual degrees are engineers. Um, Yeah, I think there's about four to five mechanical engineers and um four or five uh, civil as well with a few uh, electrical, chemical, and biomedical sprinkled in. So, mm-hmm. How how do you first come out to find out about it? Is this something that's like talked about much in the engineering school or something you knew about way back when? Um, personally, going into the school, one of the things that drew me to UB was that there was this option. So freshman year, I kind of 
thought about it. I always wanted to uh, some type of management role in engineering, and I think uh, from my experiences with uh, previous companies, being able to manage people in the engineering uh, side is really important. So that one of the things that drew me into it, or you have to be able to talk the technical talk as well as be able to uh, understand, I guess, motivations and learn to coordinate within uh, groups of people. So, uh, yeah, since uh, freshman year, that was one of my main goals, I guess, was to go into the engineering program and uh, move on. But they did have a few uh, information sessions, I believe, with uh, current students. I didn't attend, but I believe that there were a few of them. So they mm -hmm. tried to get the name out there. No? Yeah. Um, so you said you first started the application process in your junior year or so? I believe the uh, fall of junior year. Yeah. Um, and how was that process? I mean, like if you hadn't known ahead of time, would that have been more difficult or I mean, I'm just curious. I only know just like the straight up MBA application process. I wasn't sure if already being a UB student, if it was completely the same or completely different. I think it's pretty similar. Um, you have to take the uh, either the GMAT or the GRE, mm -hmm. which, um, yeah, that was just a standardized test you go through. I'm sure we all had to take it. So that's uh, the process there. And then it's just the uh, standard application, and you go through an interview. Mm -hmm. um, mine was with Aaron O'Brien and kind of had a conversation of your motivations and why you wanted to join the program. So um, I think it was pretty similar to standard MBA okay. from my understanding. That sounds about the same. Did you go GMAT or GRE? Or I both? did the GMAT. You did? What did you think of that? Um, I thought it was pretty good. It was a little more quantitative based if I yeah. can remember, so that's what drew me to it. But I took I took both. I, I took definitely, both? Yeah, yeah, I took the GMAT first and um, and it, yeah, exactly what you're saying, Tucker. It's very quant heavy. There's no calculator. Uh, they gave me like a like a graph sheet with a with a yeah. grease pencil to like do mathematical equations in it. Mm -hmm. The math like I bombed, um, and then I took the GRE and uh, and then I scored higher in math than like the verbal and stuff. So, um, so yeah, there's definitely a big difference between the two. And um, so I only took the GRE, um, and on the quantitative stuff, I did. Uh, I was like slightly above average. I wasn't whatnot. But there's a lot of quant stuff that. I still don't find applicable. It's like a bunch of class stuff that we never touched yeah. in the MBA, but the the qualitative and the verbal reasoning, I was like 90th percentile, so I oh, nice. killed those. Awesome. But um, I don't know. I did well enough on the first try. I was like, I, I don't need <laughs> I don't need another yeah. test. I'll be I'll be good with this. Um, but uh, so you did an engineering internship before the MBA program even started. Uh, yes. Correct. How? Was that was that the, like strictly engineering, or did you get any like managerial or MBA type exposure in that? Um, that was more strictly engineering based. Uh, we were working to design turbines and compressors, so it was more of the analytical side of doing structural analysis, uh, as well as working with different engineers. So it was a project based organization. So we worked with uh, like one compressor would be built and sent out to like a certain company. So there were specifications that were required that you had to go and uh, follow those. So it wasn't necessarily MBA. I Looking back on it, I do realize how like certain things we've learned in the MBA program could be applied. Mm -hmm. um, for example, a project management course that you take as a second year, um, you kind of see the, the project flow and see how that is applied later. So having the 
engineering experience beforehand is uh, definitely useful, uh, although not necessary. I mean, uh, the MBA could really be applied in any circumstance, and mm -hmm. it, it teaches you uh, more life skills yeah. as well. So. Um, and then I'm curious how that related through to your second internship that you did this past summer, because you were in a procurement role, I believe, and I feel like I've a lot of engineers end up in procurement roles. So if you could speak to that some, I'd, I'd be interested to hear more. Sure. There's a, there's a lack, I would say, of the uh, analytical side in these procurement roles where now with, I guess, big data coming into it and getting more transparency to see exactly what's needed in certain locations, um, the engineering role, kind of the engineering mindset, I'd say, where you're analytically numbers focused, um, lends itself very well to a procurement or supply chain uh, role where you're dealing with uh, projected demand, um, current spending, trying to uh, just analyze and project uh, future needs. Yeah. So that, uh, yeah, I was able to really apply the engineering skills um, to that role. But How was that um, coming out of the first year of the MBA program, though? What did you get to? Because in your first internship, you said it was more kind of engineering focused. You see how you could have applied MBA focus, and this mm -hmm. next one, were you able to? Yeah, definitely able to uh, apply some of the uh, organizational and behavior uh, techniques, things we've learned in communications, because it was more of a focus on the soft skills. So having meetings with suppliers and speaking to uh, clients, trying to see what their needs are, it was... Um, you were able to use the engine or not the engineering, excuse me, the uh, MBA skills and um, focus the communications aspect of it and kind of be able to assess the needs. I'm not really sure if that was your question. Yeah, no, I was just curious how, because most people, I mean, I myself, I only did doing the one internship, but you had two different internships, two consecutive summers, one before the program started and one after. And I was just kind of okay. curious, you know, how that differed. Yeah, it definitely, well, one of the biggest things that helped was the uh, stats classes that we took and the data modeling courses because we were designing uh, these sheets, mm -hmm. these uh, spreadsheets to kind of score supplier ratings. So being able to, I guess, directly, directly apply what we were learning in school, which I was able to do with the engineering internship because it was, I guess, along those lines, it, moving into the uh, MBA program. Um, that internship also provided those opportunities. What do you, um, coming from from an engineering background, what do you, what do you, what would you say the biggest differences are? Um, so you got two very different programs. Um, yeah, I think the uh, to be honest, the MBA program is a lot more. Uh, I would say it's fun. You're getting to work on projects that are real world, like applicable, relatable to I guess normal everyday people. Where engineering is more. You're doing these, I guess, crazy like things with, I guess, uh, chemistry, biology, all these uh, air separations. Where it's not necessarily relatable to everyday life, so it's you're kind of detached. Where in this MBA program, you're able to, I guess, experience uh, normal everyday uh, interactions, things like that. Mm -hmm. So it's uh, yeah, an awesome time. Has being in the program kind of shifted your focus on what you would like to do postgraduate work. Um, I mean, when you're still in the engineering school, was it always going to be, you know, strictly engineer somewhere? I'm 
how has that evolved since you got exposed to the MBA program? Yeah, I think it's uh, it's definitely kind of broadened my horizons to potential opportunities out there. Um, for example, uh, we were just speaking about it before the show, a uh, conversation with Richard Gioa. Mm-hmm. And uh, at one of the MBA events, he uh, sat down and talked to us and spoke more about uh, finding something that you're really passionate about and something that makes you happy to work on. So engineering, you can kind of get stuck on that side of it where you're working on something that you're enjoying it, but it's not something you really, really want to do. So getting that experience from the MBA program where you're finding something that you're really passionate about, if you're not fully set on moving into engineering, you're able to kind of alternate out as well. You're able to, and if you want to stay in the engineering side of it, you're able to better develop your skills and better I guess better be able to be an employee to to work with your manager. Um, currently, there's a negotiations class in the uh, second year of the program where you learn how to effectively manage your boss. Because if you think about it, it's kind of a two-way street um, between a, an employer and uh, employee. So being able to openly communicate that and uh, keep a good relationship between the two is uh, something that's important and a skill that I found uh, would be useful in the future. How was that class? Are you in that class too? Yeah, it's awesome. How was that? That's, I wish I had, it didn't fit my schedule <laughs> and I wanted to take it, but it sounds like it's been a really good class. Yeah, I, I, I love it. I think I think almost every, and it's packed too. Like, yeah. It's a hard class to get into though. I mean, the room is full um, and uh, yeah, Professor Bean just does an awesome job. Mm-hmm. Um, it's Negotiation exercises every single class. So yeah, every week you prepare, and and they're all different. There, <clears throat> there's all kinds of stuff. There's interpersonal negotiations, just like one where uh, you know it's just about you're playing the role of uh, a college student, and the other person is a college student as well, and you're sharing a, uh, you're renting a a, a, a apartment together. Mm-hmm. There's like a, there's some issues there that you're negotiating. I mean, just like creative cool, uh, useful, like uh, what Tucker was saying, like you can apply it to uh, to your everyday life, not just your work life. Um, so, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. You'll have to give me a practice round at some point. Yeah. So we're not missing out on. We've got a lot of cases. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, and they, they provide a lot of different scenarios to run through. So you do those uh, <coughs> personal uh, <coughs> conflicts negotiations as yeah. well as the, uh, <coughs> the, I guess, the higher level side where you're trying to, buy a business and the company that owns the business doesn't want it to transition. It's a historical building that you want to put a hotel in, but they don't want a hotel to be put there. So trying to uh, tiptoe around the details to uh, keep the information there is something that was And then at the end, we, we're all working on a project too. You, we had to pick like a subject. That, um, do you want to, what, what did your team go with? Uh, so we selected um, to talk with non-professional negotiators, so people that are buying houses, buying cars, just everyday people. And so we're doing both sides of it. So we're speaking to people that have recently bought cars as well as uh, car dealerships and then uh, real estate agents as well as people who have recently bought homes to kind of see what the important factors for each are, where they can... Uh, I guess, learn to manage it and just see their different perspectives and uh, how they're able to, I guess, 
properly handle it or what they find is a struggle. Um, so getting out into the community and being able to do research mm -hmm. with, with real people is another opportunity that the, the MBA program uh, provides. It's excellent. Yeah. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so the negotiations class, that is an MBA class, but this being the second year of the MBA program, your final year total, what is the split between MBA classes and engineering classes? So in the second year, um, it's a little bit more freedom in terms of your MBA courses. So Actually, in the engineering program. Can I be back up a second? Oh, sure. Can you give the first year too, just oh, for someone sure. who might be curious? Can you go through like how the split is first day and second year? Sure. So the first year is mainly focused on MBA courses since you're doing your core classes and working with um, within your team. So coordinating that, you really want to focus on the MBA side of it where you'll take maybe a few engineering electives. So, uh, for example, I believe I took a course on engineering economy, which uh, I was interested in. It was like a finance course for engineering. Mm -hmm. So it's something that was, I guess, translatable between the two. Um, and then in the second semester, um, you'll take about, I think, one technical elective for engineering. And in the uh, uh, final year of the MBA program, you'll take your capstone uh, class, which is a year-long course where you do a senior design project. Um, this is just for mechanical. I'm not sure how the other uh, majors are covered, but there's uh, you fit your technical electives okay. in, in the second year usually. Um, both programs, uh, I think some satisfy requirements, um, like some of our core classes satisfied some engineering electives, so that kind of cuts down on the credit load because mm -hmm. the MBA program is relatively rigorous in terms of communicating and the project load that you have your first year. But the uh, second year, you kind of have the option to move into more of an engineering-based, or if you want to continue into the MBA side, you can do that. That actually leads me to another question that I'm always curious about with the dual degrees. So um, you've already mentioned that you know engineering is heavily quant. It's it's you're down in the down in the you know the nuts and bolts of, of stuff. Um, coming to the MBA program, is there uh, was there anything that uh, was particularly challenging? Um, I think the most challenging thing for me was during the classes themselves. The note-taking process, you're, you're not just copying down formulas. You have to understand and process what the professors are saying, and it's not just black and white. It's, there's no real right or wrong answer, which uh, engineers can kind of get held up on. But I guess in terms of life as well, there's no real right or wrong way to do it. So I guess that was one of the challenges where some of the cases you couldn't find in exactly 100% correct answer, but you just have to kind of go with your gut and provide the uh, information to back it up. There's a little bit more ambiguity in the material. Um, how was it for you? Um, I'm curious if you might know on some other uh, engineers as well. When you sat through like your first OB in communications class, like that is quite the opposite spectrum from a typical, you know, hardcore engineering mindset. Yeah. It was uh, definitely an eye-opener to, uh, I guess, the, the different thought process behind it because with the engineering mindset, it's very straightforward. But if you kind of take a step back, the OB classes and the communication classes, 
kind of force you to take a step back and kind of look at just general human interaction between the two, um, between two parties working in an engineering course, or even if you're working on a project, you can see why something's uh, maybe getting held up. It gives you a different perspective or different ideas of why certain things might be happening. So you can, I guess, better be, uh, be better equipped to handle those situations. Mm -hmm. So, um, so now that you're in your final year, how's, uh, how's it going? What are you looking to do, you know, potentially post-grad? Do you have your eyes on anything? Uh, I'm still uh, up in the air. I think I'd like to stay in more of a technical uh, role. However, possibly uh, some sort of engineering company, but in more of an operations uh, side of it. So either uh, running some sort of plant, um, looking at uh, yeah, being able to be in a role where you can interact with people on a day-to-day -day basis. Mm -hmm. So I think that's uh, something that's kind of appealing to me. Yeah, I've uh, been looking forward to getting into. Are you wanting to stick around here, or are you looking to go elsewhere? Uh, I'm not sure. It depends on where the opportunities fall. I, I'd like to get out to travel a little bit. If there's a company in Buffalo that provided the opportunity to maybe spend some time in a different state, in a different city, to mm -hmm. uh, just get that experience and then uh, possibly come back. Uh, I know there's a few around that provide that opportunity, so I'll be looking for those. Any thoughts on a particular like sector of the engineering world? Um, possibly some sort of manufacturing. Yeah. Uh, either manufacturing or um, uh, with my previous internships, possibly finding uh, pursuing a career there mm -hmm. would be uh, ideal. So it's in the air separation business. So they uh, air supply. separation. I don't <laughs> yeah. know. I don't know what that means. <laughs> would you like to be please? Sure. So, <laughs> so it's basically like taking normal air mm -hmm. and running it through a compressor and get like super cooling it, and then sorting that air out by like the densities. Okay. And that's like shipped off to hospitals, uh, steel manufacturing plants that need. Uh, types of individual gases. So mm -hmm. if you think of it kind of like an oil refinery, okay. where they you know, sort it out based on that. So that's kind of like a basic view of it. Um, but yeah, some some sort of uh, rolling out would be uh, interesting for me. I've always, I've always liked the uh, hands-on side of engineering, mm -hmm. so any type of opportunity like that. That's one thing, I know this might be slightly off topic, but it's sure. just been boggling my mind the past week. I went to NASA last week, and I got to see the Saturn V rocket. Oh, wow. And they were talking about how it was <clears throat> fueled with like an oxygen-kerosene mixture. Mm -hmm. And I'm looking at the size of this tank, like the fuel tanks. I'm just like, how does one even capture enough of these <laughs> to fill know. up these tanks? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's crazy. The, it was the biggest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I meant to ask you actually that you were at the National Black MBA Fair or yeah was the career fair. If you want to go into that a little more, yeah, I'd be happy to, to plug that a little bit. I think it'd be beneficial for really anyone. Um, I went to last week. I went to the National Black MBA Conference, which was in Houston this year, but it's in different cities every year. Um, this is the forty-first annual one, and um, it's a week-long conference. It, it so you can go to it if you're a member, and there's all types of like workshops and panels and different things you can do. Um, I only went for the career fair portion, which was the last two days of it. And at this career fair, um, 
there's a couple hundred of you know, like top Fortune 500 companies um, there and a few thousand MBAs. And it's an incredible networking opportunity, great chance to you know connect with companies that you might be interested in. Um, a lot of them are there with a bunch of recruiters. So you can do some chatting, hand out your resume, and then some of them even do on-the-spot interviews. Um, so I was pretty lucky. I got an interview with the company that I was interested in. Um, and it was great. I got to do one right there at the career fair. I think the interview went pretty well. Fingers crossed that I, I hear back on it. Um, but there were there were a lot of uh, there were there were engineering firms there too. Like they, there was the whole spectrum. So I think really anyone could go to it. I know we had one of the students who went down with us um, is a PharmD MBA, and she was talking to you know large pharmaceutical companies down there. But there were um, some big engineering companies down there as well. I mean I like. Lockheed Martin was there, uh, a lot of big players, but uh, it was a really cool opportunity. It was massive. The building we were in was yeah. like just shy of two million square feet. It's <laughs> the, the biggest building I think I've ever been in. Um, it's incredible. But again, that's just one of the opportunities that I guess is provided where in the engineering program you don't get those chances to go and speak with these big national companies. Yeah, so, I think that's something that it's really beneficial being in the program is like getting exposure that's something i would never probably heard about if it wasn't for this program um i mean it's six of us from the program went down um it's not like required by any means but it's promoted and the school actually has a fund that you can apply to to get financial help if you're going to like conferences or like career fairs like this um so i was lucky i did get some financial support which um basically covered my conference pass and some of my my uh my flight ticket so um it was affordable for me to go nice. um but it's a great opportunity, and to anyone who's listening, especially first years, it's too late if you're a second year. Sorry, but uh, <laughs> um, if you're first year or interested, it's a great opportunity. You know, whether whether something comes out of it or not. I mean, uh, whether you're not, you get an interview. I think it was really good practice to go and just all day long. You're just practicing your your elevator pitch and talking to people and really trying to connect with people. Um, quickly and it also kind of gives you some exposure to what you like and what you don't like um, because you get to talk to so many reps and recruiters from so many different businesses in such a short time frame um, but it was great I, I loved it the only thing that threw me off is I missed a f- several days of school and homework and I've been playing catch up all week since <laughs> I'm like finally there like finally caught back up after a bunch yeah. of long days yeah I guess that's the pressure but yeah sounds like a great time <laughs> you I know I I got an interview with a company that I was highly seeking, so I, I'll take that. That It was definitely <laughs> worth, you know, the, the having to play catch-up on homework for a week just to get that. Um, but no, it was a great opportunity. And that's you know, one thing that the school offers a lot of exposure to just different events like that. And even UB in general, I mean, we had the that Steam Fair was this week. Yeah, yeah. Um, I actually went to that. Like, yeah, speak to a few companies. Speak sure. to it a little bit. There was uh, the uh, engineering steam fair, so a bunch of uh, companies came into Alumni Arena and are looking for uh, employers. They're mainly local companies with a few of uh, bigger ones and national companies. I know there's a construction company called Qit, as well as uh, like the Lockheed Martins and Regeneron, um, where they're looking to uh, hire students. So uh, I think a few did uh, some on-site interviews. Um, I personally didn't get any outside interviews. I contacted, uh, been in contact with a few companies that uh, give you the option and getting the FaceTime with these recruiters and just more information on exactly what their uh, 
looking for in a candidate, uh, what the job would be like. There's a lot of recent graduates that I'd recognized from engineering classes that had graduated this past year. So being able to, again, network them and with them and get some face time with them to uh, see, I guess, they have a year of experience in the job. So getting their, getting their experiences and hearing about what the job is like, what it's like to work for a company, um, gives you a leg up where you have that extra year to decide. So you're able to, uh, I guess, further investigate um, companies and opportunities. So That's one of the biggest things I've been doing as I'm prepping for post-grad work is I've been trying to contact a lot of people who have been on the job for like six months, either like the recent grads who've been on the job like, you know, four or five months or the year previous who've been on it just over a year. Because I found some of the best feedback is like people who are still kind of fresh in the job but the see is like, how's the first six months been? You know, how's, how's the first year? Because that's, that's you know, a different type of exposure. And then I tried to contact some people later on too so you can get like the first 12 months um, you know, review and then also like the maybe four or five years into it review um, and seeing how those those viewpoints differ. Um, but that's been really beneficial as I've been trying to start this post-grad job hunt already. Yeah, that's crazy yeah. that it's already, I mean, yeah. a lot of the deadlines for some of the bigger opportunities locally are, yeah. are already yeah. here. It's it really crazy. pays off to start early. Yeah. To like looking for these. Yeah, I put in a bunch of applications and I've just been Networking my ass off. <laughs> um, but uh, anything else? I mean, engineering-wise, you, you said you said you wanted to travel, but you did travel this past year or last year. You went on the Costa Rica trip. Uh, yes. Uh, I had the opportunity to go down to Costa Rica with the uh, global programs team at UB. So we worked with uh, a coffee farmer down there to help them with their supply operation and try to help them expand their business and uh, I guess get more uh, marketing out there and become more known in the U.S. Um, as well as that, besides the business side of it, you're able to live with a host family there where you're eating meals with them, kind of sharing the same uh, accommodations, just seeing how someone lives in a, uh, you know, frankly, less fortunate country than us. So. Mm-hmm. Um, Jakey and I actually had the opportunity to uh, stay with one family where we, uh, Mama Irma, Mama Irma, <laughs> she's, uh, she's doing well where they, uh, they had a farm actually in the, uh, the hills that during the, uh, Costa Rican dry season, there was, uh, some fires that like took out part of their farm. So oh, wow. seeing like the, uh, the struggles that they go through. Yeah. In, a, in an area like that. And they still um, were, after areas. all that, were willing to open their open their Yeah, they were incredibly, incredibly nice, incredibly, um, you know, helpful towards us. Um, that was that was kind of interesting because we were watching the news and there were some of these fires and she was just like, that's that's our farm on the news wow. while we were sitting at the, t- the dinner table. Um, but for a family that clearly they, they were... We're from a poor area of the, of the city. Um, they were so kind and so opening. I mean, that was one of the things in Costa Rica in general is everyone was just so polite and so happy and so friendly. Um, even though they're 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 still a developing country, but as far as Central America goes, they're like the most probably the most well developed in the Central American region. But um, they're they base their like 
economic status or kind of how they determine how well they're doing. It's less of like a GDP focus and more of a, you know, how are our people doing focus. Um, and they're rated like some of the happiest citizens in the world. And it was clear. It was funny. When we were walking home the one day, um, there's a bar at the corner and there was a soccer game playing and we like stopped to take a look in and see who it was. And this guy just came up to us and without even knowing who we were, he was just like, oh, you're staying with Irma, aren't you? Like we just, we kind of <laughs> stuck out. We were yeah. taller than the average person by a good foot. But um, the community was so interconnected that these people down the street just knew we were the, had to be the ones staying with Irma. Um, yeah. And it, it was it was a really good time. And that's something else that the program offers that I think, you know, is beneficial for anyone, whether they're coming from an engineering background or just they're, they're curious about the program in general is like we had talked about with that conference. There's so many opportunities to get different types of exposure. Um, and I think the global programs is, is a big one. So I was happy that we were able to do that. Um, and then, yeah. And I guess one thing I think that would be interesting to talk about too, while we're here is Orion is on the supply chain and operations club, which I'm sure is engineer heavy. Um, so if you want to speak to that a little bit yeah. and what that offers. And so we, yeah, and, and Jake and I were just talking about, uh, doing an episode, uh, coming up that we'll dig a little bit deeper into it, but yeah, definitely. I w- the majority, the majority of, uh, the folks in, in the club are definitely industrial engineers, industrial heavy and, uh, Tucker and I were just talking, uh, we've got some exciting things coming up. Um, we've got, uh, Tesla tour. First, uh, cool. first time that, that UB has been able to get in there. Um, so we were able to facilitate that through um, the network of the club. So uh, one of the uh, recent graduates uh, got a job there, and uh, they were an e-board member of the Supply Chain and Operations Club. And so we reached out to, to that person, and uh, she, she was able to make it happen. So um, that's kind of the power of what we're trying to build, um, make it cohesive. Jake and I were just talking. Jake's got a side project uh, where he um, <laughs> created a, a pretty sweet uh, party bus. Is that the right word? Uh, we, we refer to it as a mixed-use vehicle. Mixed-use. Um, okay. <laughs> me and my buddies in our spare time, the little that we have, we have an old school bus, um, which originally started off as an idea. My buddy does a bunch of uh, – he's an urban planning consultant, and his idea was when he's on the road um, doing like consulting for different areas – um, one of the problems he views with it is a lot of consultants, they go to an area, they spend two days there, and they go back home, and they do their project from wherever they're based out of. And he's like, screw that, I'm going to drive this bus out there, so if I'm doing a project <laughs> in like Batavia or Warsaw, New York, I can live out of this bus for a week and be boots on the ground doing this work. So that's kind of how it all started, but then ideas kept evolving. So now it's, we've built it out so it could be a mobile office, but it also could be a party bus. But it also could like be an extended kind of RV stay if you need to. So it's mixed use vehicle is what we have titled it as. Um, but we also refer to it as Big Blue because it's this giant blue school bus. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we're uh, that just got finished on the rebuild. Really, it had its maiden voyage last week to a Bills game, and we might be uh, transporting the supply chain and operations club to uh, some of their <laughs> some yeah. of their events and so that that actually that kind of leads us into an interesting thing that I, um, I'd, I'd love to hear your thoughts on it Tucker because um, I think one of the one of the best things about the MBA program is kind of like um, I mean the network is like so cohesive yeah. um, and I know there's a there's an industrial engineer that I um, you know in uh, the project management class that we're mm-hmm. taking right now um, he's not an M- MBA but 
uh, he was, he's in a Six Sigma class and it just kind of came up and he was looking for a company to work with. Um, the, uh, the class doesn't set that up for him. They're, he's just kind of, and he, and he's not, uh, he's not American too. So there's a language barrier. There's all these obstacles and stuff. And I was like, Hey man, let's, uh, I got an idea. Let's go, uh, talk to, uh, Blackstone. They've got all these startups and stuff. Maybe, um, maybe, uh, a bit of Blackstone will, will be able to help you out. Long story short, um, brought him in there, introduced him to a bit, and uh, you know, a week or two later, he, he uh, you know, ran into him, and he was like, "Hey, man, thanks. I just want to say thanks for for uh, setting that up. You know, I've, I've, that was a huge uh, obstacle that I, I couldn't I couldn't figure out. I, I've been shut down by everything that I had tried, and didn't really know what to do. Um, but uh, a bit was able to help me find a company to work with for that project, and so um, I think like just kind of these things that like uh it's such a tight-knit uh program where uh and everybody is you got dual degrees you got engineers you got mds farm bees um and you can link all that together and uh and kind of leverage that that network and come up with some cool things like hey i know jake he's got a party bus maybe <laughs> maybe that'll be a cool thing to to you know we need transportation um and i think you yeah yeah you're, some you're, of the opportunity like that that's another thing is just Getting the the engineering is uh, very. Uh, I, I'll say it's like you have to be uh, told you can do something in order to do it. Uh, this kind of the MBA program has given you opportunities to just uh, realize it doesn't hurt to ask if you have like question about something. It it gives you a chance to meet different people who somebody might know somebody else that has this opportunity, like you had said, and you're you're just ex- exposed to more people. Um, and able to, I guess, take advantage and help grow um, your network and uh, develop as a professional. So. Yeah, that's something I I never really thought about from the outside perspective. I think I just kind of took it for granted. But with how dual degree heavy the MBA is at UB, is that exposure? Mm-hmm. Maybe, like, I'm, I'll be honest, I don't know the typical breakdown of some of the other <clears throat> B schools, but you do have so many engineers, pharmacists, Actual doctors, masters of public health, masters of social work. Um, I think I already said engineers. JDs. Um, yeah, JDs. Like, there is a lot of exposure. So you can get a lot of crosstalk to people who typically might not be interacting as much. Yeah. And I think that type of exposure and experience while we're still in school, we can really help for when you get out because it was, it hasn't just been straight up, you know, I was in a B school and I only talked to other finance people for you know however many years. Right. You got some exactly. a lot more exposure, and I think that one the, the exposure helps, but also as we handle things like the, the organizational behavior and the communications, having to speak with people who really are outside your discipline mm-hmm. and being able to cross those those barriers yeah. has been incredibly beneficial. Um, and 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 to find those synergies too, like um, you know the strengths uh, where they. Um, you know, engineers typically on the teams are, are quant heavy. They're really good at that. Um, and then, you know, each, each person, depending on their background, brings something to the table. And, um, over time, more and more, you can see like within the MBA program here, like the, the network gets leveraged, the, the different, uh, strengths get leveraged, uh, and some cool stuff ends up happening. Podcasts get created, mm-hmm. uh, you know, um, party, party bus utilization <laughs> for, uh, Elegant yeah, Bill, which Tucker's things. doing um, with his with his group of friends, and I think it just goes to show like the uh, how close knit Buffalo as a community is, mm-hmm. where these are people that you'll be interacting with your whole life. So 
if you're like wanting to stay in the Buffalo area, it gives you great opportunity to meet these people in medical programs, these highly prestigious yeah. programs that uh, I guess wouldn't be given to you in uh, other ways. And just knowing how business works, it's kind of one like tying thing where everyone has their own specialties, but uh, the business ties everyone together where it's mm-hmm. important to know how all of these things work, which is another thing that kind of drew me to program is understanding it from a personal finance side of it, an accounting standpoint where you're, it, it makes you a better consumer with marketing classes that you kind of can see tactics that companies employ mm-hmm. uh, as well as uh, like, again, the personal finance side, uh, is it smarter to loan a car, lease a car, do that? It, you just get opportunities that aren't necessarily, I mean, I would have had no idea from the engineering school. I can tell you how fast water is moving through a pipe and how much heat <laughs> loss will go, but <laughs> In terms of real life experience, <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, it's uh, that's great. It's but, it's been good. Yeah, uh, I've I've loved every moment of it. Um, it's, uh, yeah, yeah. It's a little definitely fun, fun, uh, fun program. And uh, thank you guys for uh, having me on. Hopefully, yeah. I gave yeah, you yeah, some information. For Absolutely, uh, yeah. No, this has been great. Um, the only thing left I have to ask of you is. Any words of wisdom to any engineers who might be considering applying for the 3-2 MBA program? Personally, I believe all engineers should go through it because it teaches you those life skills, like I said before. You're outside. I mean, some people might already have those, but personally, getting that experience where you're just exposed to more things. So I would highly encourage it if you can afford it. I mean, Buffalo is one of the more affordable ones, and doing the 3-2 program, you're cutting out an extra year, so you're only adding a few more thousand with the financial aid, too. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's an affordable way, and I really honestly recommend it. it I don't know yet. I, I think it would be an awesome awesome experience for anyone that was uh, considering it, and I'd be happy to uh, answer any questions people have about it. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Thanks. Well, thank you very much, Tucker. Thank you for having me. That's right. All right. <laughs> <laughs>